You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. All right, it's good to have everybody here tonight. I missed you. Love you guys. It's good to have uh, my cousin and my cousin's friend, I forgot your name, I'm sorry, here tonight as well. Um, very excited. I haven't had dry mouth since the second time I've preached here, but with them being here, I've got dry mouth so bad. So you're going to see me take a couple squigs um, now and again throughout the, the message. But we're going to be in Song of Solomon chapter 5 tonight, Song of Solomon chapter 5. We'll be starting on verse 2, right after the book of Ecclesiastes, right before the book of Isaiah. And I love the Love Song of Solomon. It's a great book, a great poem, and a wonderful story with intimacy, romance, drama, thank you, drama, and it's just an all-around amazing, beautiful story. It's kind of like a soap opera in a sense, but it's beautiful. It's beautifully written. It's a beautiful poem, and it's a beautiful love story, a beautiful romance between a bride and a bridegroom, the shepherd and the Shulamite woman. And we see that from time to time throughout um, the book of the Love Song of Solomon. And it's beautifully written about the, the love that the bridegroom has for his beloved bride. And it's amazing. And it just kind of brings to light just how we're supposed to love and how Christ loved the church. Because we know in studying the scriptures in the Old Testament, the Old Testament points to the truth in the New Testaments. We read of, of, of types and examples in the Old Testaments, and we're able to apply it to the things of the New Testaments. And we know in the New Testament, the Bible says that we are the bride of Christ, and Christ, Jesus Christ, is the bridegroom. So we know that in this book, this beautiful story between the love that the groom has for his beloved bride, we can know by the truth of God's word that in studying this, we know that that is how we're supposed to live for the Lord and how the Lord loves us in the same way that the bridegroom in this story loved the bride. Amen. It's a beautiful story between the shepherd and the Shulamite woman. The Shulamite represents the Christian and the shepherd pictures the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's so amazing, the romance, the intimacy, the, the beautiful relationship that they have and how we need to apply that and follow in that same sense. So look with me, if you would, to verse 2 of Song of Solomon, chapter 5. And throughout the entire book of the Love Song of Solomon, we see the intimacy, the romance, the, the excitement, how amazing it is. But in this sense, we actually see a dream that the bride has for her beloved bridegroom. And we soon find out that it's not just a dream, it soon turns into a nightmare a nightmare that the Shulamite woman had about her beloved shepherd. So verse 2, if you would, the Bible says, I sleep, but my heart waketh. It is the voice of my beloved that knocketh, saying, Open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled, for my head is filled with dew and my locks with the drops of the night. I have put off my coat, how shall I put it on? I have washed my feet, how shall I defile them? My beloved put his hand by the hole of the door, and my bowels were moved for him. I rose up to my beloved, and my hands dropped with myrrh, and my fingers with sweet-smelling myrrh upon the handles of the lock. I opened to my beloved, but my beloved had withdrawn himself and was gone. My soul failed when he spake. I sought him, but I could not find him. I called him, but he gave me no answer. 
The watchmen that went about the city found me. They smote me. They wounded me. The keepers of the walls took away my veil from me. I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, if ye find my beloved, that ye tell him that I am sick of love. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for the opportunity to preach here tonight. Thank you so much for saving my soul, for loving me, Lord, loving me the same way that the bridegroom had for the bride in this um, beautiful, amazing text, Lord. And Lord, I just ask that you speak through me here tonight, open up to the hearts of everybody listening, open up my hearts, and just take away every ounce of selfishness, every ounce of me whatsoever in this message, and just help me speak the truth, Lord, and do it for your glory and honor, Lord. We love you so much. We thank you. You're my best friend, my savior, my king, my everything, Lord. And I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right. So what we just read is a dream, a nightmare that happens that the bride had for her beloved bridegroom. A very scary nightmare. You see, the person that she loves more than anybody in the world is her shepherd, her beloved bridegroom. But we soon find out in this dream that the worst thing could happen in her mind. So we start off in this dream, she's sleeping, and she's awoken by a knock at the door. It says, I sleep, but my heart waketh. And she's, um, she wakes up because her beloved bridegroom is knocking at the door saying, open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, let me in. So she's in the middle of the night sleeping and is awoken by the passionate voice of her beloved shepherd. And you'd think that she would get up right away and see her because... See him because she's longing for him. She wants him so much. But we got to remember this is a dream that's happening. Sometimes things happen that you wouldn't do in real life. So she um, hears the voice of her beloved. She, he's been on a journey, a long journey, is coming back. And um, the person that he, she wants to see more than anybody in the world is there. But instead of getting up and opening the door and letting him in, she instead comes up with excuses. She says, all right, I just got dressed got my pajamas on, I, I, I washed my feet, I, I brushed my teeth, I, I'm laying in bed here, I don't really want to get up, I'm tired, I had a long day, I don't really want to get up, I don't think I'm going to let my groom in, I don't think I'm going to let the person I love more than anything in the world in for a, for a time, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And then in her dream, her nightmare, she comes to her senses a little bit and she realizes what's going on here. And so she gets up from her bed. She goes to see her beloved bridegroom. She opens up the door and the groom's gone. She's freaking out. She's, she's in a panic because she realizes what she did. She realizes that she had her chance to open up that door. But then because of her excuses, because of her laziness... She missed her chance. She opens up the door. The bridegroom's gone. And it's in the middle of the night, and she's not in the greatest part of town, and she runs out into the street calling for her beloved bridegroom, saying, Come to me, my love, my dove, my, my spouse, where are you? And he's nowhere to be frowns. And now, rem remember now, this is back in the day. She's in basically her gown. She doesn't have that rope wrapped around her anymore. It's um, uh, a very, uh, very um, revealing piece of um, clothing that she's wearing in that day and age and the cops the keepers of Jerusalem thought she was a prostitute a lady of the night because there's why why else would she be running out in the middle of the streets wearing you know 
impurity stuff, like imperfect stuff, pajamas and all that stuff. Why would that happen? So they smote her. They, they pick her up and they, they take away her purity. They take away the, her innocence. She's on her way to jail. It's the biggest um, nightmare that could happen. It's, it's freaky. It's, it's nerve-wracking. It, it's basically the worst thing that could happen in her mind was taking place in this dream. And all she wanted was her beloved shepherd. All she wanted was to be in her bridegroom's arms once again. She was sick of love. She missed him without a shadow of a doubt. And now this was just a dream, right? This was just a nightmare that she had that she's telling us. But what if I told you that every single one of us, if you're saved by the grace of God, we have done this exact same thing. You see, this book, the love song of Solomon, it's written for us. It's talking about the love that the bridegroom has for his beloved bride, the church, us believers in Christ. But how many times do we do the same thing that this Shulamite woman does? How many times do we have Christ, the person that loves us more than anything in the world, that cares for us, that wants a personal relationship with us, wants to bless us, wants to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, but we don't let him in. We come up with excuses, excuse after excuse after excuse on, man, I don't think I'm going to do this today. I think I'm, I'm not going to read my Bible today. I'm not going to pray. I'm not going to serve the Lord this day. It's all right. It's okay. The same thing that happens there in this text is the same thing that we do time and time again. So for a few moments this evening, I just want to expound on this a little bit and focus on the truth of the love song of Solomon and how it applies to us as believers today. All right, so look back in verse 2, if you would, of the song of Solomon. Bible says, I sleep and my heart waketh. It is the voice of my beloved that knocketh, saying, Open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled. For my head is filled with dew and my locks with the drops of the nights. So first off in this story, in this dream, we see something that's evident, and that is the love of the shepherd. Yeah. The love of the bridegroom. Now, who's the bridegroom? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. The bridegroom is Christ. So in this context, keep that in mind. So in her dream, she's awoken by her beloved shepherd's voice, knocking and calling for her love, knocking with passion. It was a voice filled with passion. He says, open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled. You see, he, he had so many different um, ideas, such a love for her that not one word did it justice. It wasn't just open to me, my love. It was yeah. my love, Amen. my dove, my undefiled. You see, that's how Christ sees us. Yeah. He does not see us with just one nature. He sees us as a whole. He loves us so much. He cares for us. He's got many names for us. He loves us that much. And that's yeah. what happened with the shepherd for the Shulamite woman. That's the way Christ loves us. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge. If you're saved by the grace of God this evening, I'm telling you, the Lord loves you. The Lord wants a personal relationship with you. If you're not saved by the grace of God, hey, the Lord loves you. He wants a personal relationship with you. I'm telling you, that's the way Christ loves us. It's a love beyond human comprehension. It's agape love. And now notice, it, it, it pictures us. It pictures the way we live in Christ. It talks about our position. In our relationship with him. He says, open to me, my sister. That refers to our adoption. Being adopted into the family of God. Open to me, my sister, my love. That refers to the union. My dove. That refers to our safety. And my undefiled. 
how we're now undefiled. We are cleansed from all unrighteousness. We're saved by the grace of God. We've got no blemish, no sin in his eyes. You see, that's how he sees us. The love of the shepherd points to Jesus Christ in this context. The bridegroom did nothing wrong in this story. The bridegroom just wants a personal relationship, just wants to be a part of the person that he loves more than anything in the world's life. He's saying, open up the door. I've been working hard. I've been having... Um, a night after night alone, and I've been um, toiling in the fields. I'm, 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 I'm wet. There was mist. There was dew of the nights. He was cold. He just wanted to be let in and be with the person that he loved more than anything in the world. But he came up, she came up with excuses. That's what we do time and time again. The love of the shepherd is what I see in this context. And then we see the laziness of the Shulamites, the laziness of the bride. You see, we find out she never bothered to open to the door and let him in. She never bothered. She says, I have put off my coat. How, how shall I put it on? I have washed my feet. How shall I defile them? You see, during that time in the Middle East, it was, you know, a lot dirtier, a lot sandier. So your feet got dirty. If she was, were to get out of her bed and go open the door, she would have to rewash her feet before she got back in that bed. So she was coming up with excuses, excuse after excuse after excuse. She's basically saying, I've washed my feet, I've taken off my clothes, and I've gone to bed. I, I cannot, therefore, uh, be disturbed. I, I, I can't. I just I can't do it. But that's what us, that's what we do today. Christians today, I, I've done my share. I've had a busy day. I'm so tired. Let someone else do it. Well, sorry, Lord, I'm not going to get on my knees this day and pray to you before bed. I'll pray in my bed. That's, a, that's enough for me. I'm not going to um, take that extra step to show my reverence towards you, to show my love towards you. I'm just going to um, um, just focus on me for a little bit. I had a long day. My boss yelled at me. I don't feel like talking to you right now. I don't feel like reading my Bible. You see, the, lazies, the laziness of the Shulamites is the laziness of us, the laziness of the servant, the laziness of the saints. We're lazy in the way we serve the Lord because he loves us with an everlasting love. He loves us more than anything in the world. And how do we repay him? We are lazy. She ignored his love. She ignored his labor as well. You know, he labored in the nights. He labored time and time again, and she rejected him. How many times does Christ do that with us? Setting something up, setting a plan for us. And man, this prayer that you've been asking for, this prayer that you've been longing for, I've got it all into place. All you got to do is just take this step. All you got to do is just follow my, my plan for you. And what do we do? We, we go this way. We don't follow the Lord. And we uh, miss out on the blessings, the, the plan, the answered prayer that he has for our lives because we're lazy. The laziness of the Shulamites is the laziness of us. You see, she ignored his love. She ignored his labor. And then we see the religious excuse. She, this suggests that she is preoccupied with the graces and perfections which she has in Christ. You see, that's what we do from time to time. We don't just come up with excuses, um, um, physically speaking, but we know the love of Christ so much. If you're saved by the grace of God, in some way, shape, or form, you've experienced the, the entirety of the love of Christ. You know it. You know the truth of God's word. You know that if you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So what do we do? We're preoccupied with the graces of Christ, and we don't go further. 
We say, all right, if I, if I don't do this, it's all right. If I confess my sin, he's going to forgive me. The Lord loves me. It's okay. I, I can still do this. But a lot of times we get so mad. Listen, we get so mad about um, people turning the grace of God into lasciviousness. But time and time again, Christians are turning the grace of God into laziness. We're being lazy and not listening to the Lord, not following him and not doing the best we can, not presenting our body a living sacrifice to the God that loves us with an everlasting love, to the God that has done everything for us, died on the cross for us, rose again the third day and said, I've got that power for you. I've got that power in you if you just listen, if you just serve me. You see, we're lazy. We use our eternal security for eternal excuses. Time and time again. I'm not going to go to church today. I'm not going to read my Bible today. I'm not going to go out and witness. But hey, the Bible says, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more and so much the more and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. I don't know about you, but the day is approaching. We're a lot more closer to the second coming of Christ than we were yesterday. So what do we need to do? We need to be in church so much the more. We need to be in the word of God so much the more. We need to be praying so much the more. So we see the love of the shepherd, the laziness of the Shulamites, and then finally, the loneliness of the Shulamites. Look at verses 5 through 8 one more time. The Bible says, I rose up to open to my beloved, and my hands dropped with myrrh, and my fingers with sweet-smelling myrrh upon the handles of a lock. I opened to my beloved, but my beloved had withdrawn himself and was gone. My soul failed when he spake. I sought him, but I could not find him. I called him, but he gave me no answer. The watchmen that went about the city found me. They smote me. They wounded me. The keepers of the walls took away my veil from me. You see right there, the loneliness of the Shulamite, the longing of the Shulamites. She finally comes to her senses and she gets up, she runs to the door, wants to let her beloved bridegroom in, opens it up and looks and is just let down. She's got sheer remorse for what she did because she could have had that relationship. She could have had that beloved shepherd, that beloved bridegroom that she longed for and prayed for and and wanted so much, wanted that great relationship, but because of her laziness, she missed out. And now notice what happened. She became desperate. I opened to my beloved, but my beloved hath withdrawn himself and was gone. My soul failed when he spake. I sought him, but I could not find him. I called him, but he gave me no answer. She became desperate, but there's no presence. I sought him, but I could not find him. But there's no prayer. I called him, but he gave me no answer. You see, when we wait on God... First thing to go is that presence, that joy, that peace, that comfort in God. When we're lazy and we, we don't serve the Lord and we don't focus on that relationship, then there's the prayer. The prayers don't get answered. Pretty soon you stop praying. Pretty soon you, you stop all of those things that made you the man that God called you to be today, that made you the woman, that made you the Christian. There's loneliness from laziness. There's loneliness to not serving the Lord, not giving our all to him. And now notice what happened. She found pain. She went searching for her beloved in places that she should not be. She searched in darkness and found pain. The watchmen that went about the city found me. They smote me. They wounded me. The keepers of the walls took away my veil from me. 
You see, there's pain and darkness because she went searching. She went trying to find, um, trying to find um, happiness and joy in things that weren't her beloved bridegroom. How many times do we try to do that? When we're not living um, for the Lord, we're not, when we're not serving him, we try to suppress it by doing other things. We try to focus on sports or focus on um, other things in our life. Some people go to drugs. Some people go to alcohol. Some people go to substance abuse because they missed out on that love. They missed out on that relationship. And now they're just trying to fill that void in some way, shape, or form. There's busted fulfillment there. She was sick of lost opportunity. She was sick of love. You see here, in this contest, this applies to us. This was just a dream with this beloved Shulamite woman. It was just a dream for her, but for us, it's reality. For us, it can happen because God right here is saying, open to me, my love, my dove, my undefiled. But if we're lazy, we're going to miss out on that. We see the greatness of the opportunity after we have let it go by. That's the key thing there. The Shulamite woman saw the greatness of the opportunity, remorse, and, and repented, and just wanted that once again. But it was too late, and she missed out on the truth of God. She missed out on the relationship, and she missed out on the joy. 